Welcome to the Master Passive Income Podcast, where we talk about investing in real estate rental properties with a special focus on making enough money so you can quit your job and live the dream life. And now, here is your host, Dustin Heiner. Now, we know that there's going to be some sort of correction or crash in the real estate market coming here in the near future. Maybe it might be six months, maybe it might be a year, but it's going to be coming. In fact, we know it's going to come, and so we want to be ready, 100% ready, and have the means to be able to invest and capitalize on this market. Now, what I want to share with you today is how you can invest now as well as after the crash and how to make even more money after the crash. See, I started investing in 2006, way before the 2009 crash. Then I invested all through 2006 through to now. I literally haven't stopped investing and I still invest. But here's the trick. I made money when it went up. I made money when it went down. I made money when it went you know, neutral. It just went straight across. When it's a sideways market, I made money every single month in passive income. And the minimum is $250. And even though I started investing in 2006, I made money in the up, in the down, and the sideways market because I invested the right way. And I'm going to show you how to invest the right way now, before there's a crash, during the crash, and after the crash. We're going to talk about all that great stuff. Hey guys, my name is Dustin Heiner with Master Passive Income, and I want to show you how to quit that J-O-B, that just overbroke job, by investing in real estate rental properties so you never, ever have to work a job again. Because I want to continually get you great, great investing information. Now, we know that there's going to be a correction or a crash coming here in the near future. When you are planning on investing, we've already got, we already know it's going to come. We've already got our plan ready and we are going to start investing. Now, if we're going to invest right now, what we want to do, as in always, if the market's up, down, or sideways, is we invest for passive income. Now, what I'm going to be giving you right now is principles. Principles for all of investing, not just in a down market, not just in an up or sideways market, it's principles for all types of investing. And the first principle is to invest for passive income. Not any passive income, specifically $250 in passive income every single month from the rents that your properties bring in. What you wanna do is you wanna make sure your income minus your expenses is covered as well as your banking passive income of $250 every single month. Now, what I did in 2006, I started buying properties and I didn't think about appreciation. Appreciation is where the property is worth more than you bought it for. That's all well and good, but what feeds my family? I don't work a job. This is I'm successfully unemployed because I have rental properties. Now, the reason why is I have 30 plus properties making me $250 every single month in passive income. That's how I feed my family. That's how I put our roof over our heads. That's how I make sure that we can travel the world or do whatever we want because we have passive income. If I would invest just for appreciation or I accounted that for appreciation, I would have been so mad because I bought properties here in 2006. 2009, it crashed down. It's half this value. But now it's right back up well above, like 20% above the value that when I first bought it. Now, as you're looking at passive income, what you want to do is you want to be looking for properties that are going to be making you money, all of your expenses added up, your taxes, your insurance, your mortgage, your handyman, your property managers, your electricity, vacancy factor, um, repairs, all that sort of stuff. You want to account for all of those expenses. And then you want to make sure that your rental property makes you $250 more than your expenses. So you add up every single expense. 
let's say all your expenses add up to $1,000 a month. You want to make sure that you rent the property for $1,250 a month. That's that passive income of $250. Now, here's a big key. This is a big pro tip I want to give you. The reason why you want $250, number one, it's to live on. That's absolutely true. But at the same time, it's a huge padding. $250 a month is $3,000 a month in passive income to protect you from any potential problems that could happen in the property. Let's say, you know, you need a new furnace. Well, that might be like $2,000. Well, that eats into your passive income, which is fine, but it's not coming out of your pocket. Like you're not digging in your pocket to pay for that expense. So what you're doing is you're padding your expenses, you're padding your future repairs and everything so that you have enough money to pay for any repairs. Now, what you wanna do as you are building up your business is you wanna be finding properties that make you passive income. Now, the second thing you wanna be doing, and remember, I'm giving you principles of what you wanna be doing as you're investing. The second thing you wanna do is get equity capture. Equity capture is fantastic. We make money as we buy the property. Let's say the property's worth $100,000. And yes, there are properties worth $100,000 that are worth buying, and people love living in there. I buy them all the time. My students in the real estate wealth builders community, they buy those all the time, and they make us money. In fact, they buy even like fifty dollars or $60,000 houses, and they make us $250 a month in passive income. Now, what we do is if the house is worth $100,000, we make sure that we are only gonna be spending maybe $80,000, $85,000 at most because we want to capture equity. Equity is value in the property. So you owe this much, like say $80,000, but it's worth $100,000. So if they're listing in this, this is basically the pro tip. If the seller is listing it for $100,000, we want to negotiate them down to where we get the value of the price down or the purchase price down. Hopefully we get them down to like $95,000. Well, if you got $95,000 from $100,000, that's $5,000 that you just made. If you remember the saying, a penny saved is a penny earned, you just earned $5,000 if you can get them down to $95,000. But what if you can get them down to $10,000? That is $10,000 that you earned just by negotiating, just by putting the offer in lower. What if, I'm gonna jump a little bit lower, to $80,000? What if you got them to agree on a sale price of $80,000? Now, you're not twisting their arm, like you're not forcing them to sell it to you, but what you are doing is negotiating. Who knows, they might, not have any mortgage on the property. And they're like, you know what? 8,000, that's a great deal. Let's go ahead and sell it. Well, you are going to be pocketing $20,000 in equity. Not just that, but because you're paying lower, your mortgage is lower, which increases your passive income. Now, if this gets a little confusing, I cover all this inside my free real estate investing course. You want to get my free real estate investing course. It's in the description, but if you go to masterpassiveincome.com forward slash free course, I will literally give you my free course where I'll walk you through all the numbers, how to calculate everything, how to find properties, how to fund properties, how to make sure you're doing it right, how to make it automatic so that it runs itself and how to quit your job by investing in real estate. So masterpassiveincome.com forward slash free course. Now, the first one was passive income. Second one is equity capture. Another one that we want to do is we want to make sure that we have a business. This is our third thing. We want to make sure that we have a business that runs itself. And what I mean by that is before you even buy the property, you make sure that you have everything set up. You have your property managers, you have your realtors, wholesalers, inspectors, roofers, plumbers, electricians, basically handymen, anybody, everybody that's going to be working in your business you wanna have that business built before 
way, 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 way before you buy the property. And here's the big pro tip I'm gonna give you because you're building your business, remember. The big pro tip is you do not buy any property that your property manager, that you've pre-picked out, you've already selected if they do not sign off on the property. So that's a big pro tip. Do not buy a property unless the property manager gives you the thumbs up or says, okay, this is a good property. The reason why is I've actually flown to another state. I currently live in Arizona. When I first started investing, I lived in California, but I was buying properties in Ohio and Texas and Arizona. And as I was building my business, I flew to Illinois. Spring, I flew in, uh, I think it was like uh, Chicago, then drove to Springfield, Illinois. And the sad thing was I could not find a good property manager for the properties I wanted to buy. Now imagine you bought a property and you could not find somebody to manage that property. Well, you have just a dead liability because it's not going to make you money. You want to make sure that you're going to be making money every single month in passive income from the rents that you receive and have somebody else making the money for you. The next thing you want to do as you're building the business, you want to make sure that you are also going to have forced appreciation. That's where forced appreciation, this is your number four thing that you want to be doing, is you want to make sure that you have the ability to fix up the property and make more money on that property in rents as well as the equity goes up. Because the last thing you want is to have the best house on the block and then you're paying top dollar for that and you can't fix it up, you can't make more money. Because with forced appreciation, let's say it's worth $100,000. We put $5,000, you know, it costs a little bit more, but $105,000 total out of our pocket. So we just pay $5,000 to fix it up. But then the property's worth $125,000. We just pocketed another $20,000 in equity because we put a little bit of money into it to fix it up. So we also want to do that. Now, here's another thing that I want you to remember. This is the fifth thing that you're going to be doing. You want to make sure that you're buying properties that have little money coming out of your pocket and as much money coming back in. Now, here's the principle that you want. Now, let's say you are buying properties and you're making $250 a month in passive income, which is phenomenal. You want to do that. But which one is better? Think to yourself, which one's better? Should you buy a $350,000 house with a mortgage that makes you $250 a month or a $100,000 or even let's let's give it a little lower because there are properties like this. You pay $60,000 for a property that makes you $250 a month. A $350,000 house at $250 a month or a $60,000 house at $250 a month. Well, What's gonna happen is with that $350,000 house, you're gonna have a mortgage payment that's gonna be close to, let's say $2,000 a month with taxes and insurance and everything. That's just your mortgage payment. But with your $60,000 mortgage payment, you're gonna be paying like $300 a month at most. And so if you have a tenant move out and you don't have rents coming in for one month, with that $350,000 mortgage, your entire year of savings or your entire year of profits is basically eaten up one that one tenant moving out. Whereas if you have the $60,000 house, you only have a little bit of money taking out of your pocket. You're not eating into every single bit of your passive income. So what we want to do is we want to invest and it's called cash on cash return. We want to have as little money coming out of our pocket as possible, but as much money coming in in the form of rents and passive income. You might be thinking, well, Dustin, where in the world can you find properties for $60,000? Trust me, there are plenty of great properties. In fact, I have a video where I literally show you where you should invest if you want to buy good cash flowing properties and check in the description. I should have it inside there, but it's all about where you can invest right now and buy some great properties. I'll give you a quick one. Like Indianapolis, Indiana is a good city to start investing where you can buy homes for 60, 70, $80,000 
and make a minimum of $250 a month in passive income. That's the principles I want to give you right now as you are getting ready to start investing. If you're gonna investing right now when the value or prices are really high, that's a great principle. When it goes down, it's great principles. But now, let me tell you what you wanna be doing when the market does correct. When the market does crash, what you wanna be doing is making sure that you're having your money go as far as possible. Because if you remember my last video where I talked all about how to plan and prepare and to get ready to invest for in this crash, now that you have money saved up, you wanna make that money go very, very far. Now here's the example. Let's say, and I know it might, might be hard for a lot of people to get to this, but let's say you had $30,000 saved up to invest. Once the crash happens, you're like, man, I got $30,000. How can I make this go the furthest? Get the most properties. This is the thing about when there's a correction or a crash. People are gonna to wanna to be giving away these properties almost. Prices that were $350,000 for a house, they might be $125,000, $160,000. Remember in 2009, it literally happened. Homes that were selling for $350,000 were selling for like $125,000. My brother-in-law literally brought a house that was selling for $350,000 and then a year later, he bought it for like $125,000 or $130,000. Super phenomenal, you can absolutely do this. I am super excited, so super excited that these prices are gonna come down. When there is a correction, I'm gonna be just saying thank you. Thank you, thank you. I'm gonna be buying so many properties. Now what you wanna do when you are spreading out your money is you want to be using leverage. Leverage is basically using other people's money, OPM, it's a great term, you should learn, utilizing other people's money. That should be bank financing, you know, make, making down payments, using hard money. And there are good things about hard money. I have plenty of videos on hard money as well. Check for those as well. You wanna be able to use private financing, like your friends and family members. You wanna be able to use that. Signature loans, home equity line of credit, there, or even just home equity loans or cash out refinance. So many great options for you to be able to buy properties with very little money of your own coming out of your pocket. Now, when there is a correction, when the correction happens, this is the big thing that I want you to remember is that I don't want you to try to grab a falling knife. Now, let's say, you know, it goes up, 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 and then there's the top, and then there's a crash, and things start coming down. If as soon as it starts coming down, you do not want to, like, if it's up here, you think, okay, the bottom's here. Let me start grabbing the knife here. But what if the bottom's down here? Well, you might miss the knife and catch the blade. That's kind of like a loose analogy. You wanna wait until there's the bottom. You don't wanna be buying houses on the way down. Now, let's say the house used to be worth 350, but you see a crash, it's crashing. Right now, it's at 350, but then it's coming down, and now it's 225, $225,000. Like, man, it's, it's really discounted. You never know if that's the bottom. It could go down to 125 or below that. It can, it's possible. I'm not naive to think that it can't happen. It's just if it would. Now here's the big principle you want to have when you're investing when there's a potential crash. So number one, we don't wanna buy at the top and we don't wanna buy it as it's going down. We wanna buy it at the bottom. But the trick is before it starts going back up. Well, how do you do that? Well, let me walk you through what I did and what I saw and what I'm gonna do now. Obviously, we're gonna watch and see the market come down, but we're also gonna watch the news. We're gonna watch so many other things that are saying, hey, everybody's saying prices are crashing, prices are crashing. When you hear crashing, like that word, a buzzword of crashing or the market crash or anything like that, that is not the time to buy. When you hear crashing, like it's currently doing that, they are literally saying that it's still going on. In fact, it's not that they're dictating it, they're just reporting on what they see. 
We wanna wait until it's at the bottom. Now, the great thing about real estate is it moves so slow. It moves very, very slow. Like a stock in one day can be like $100 a share. The next day, literally $2 a share. It can happen. Real estate, it takes a lot longer. Months, in fact, to go from you know 350 down to 150. And the trick you're gonna have to watch out for is what everybody else is saying. Because here's the key right now, I have so many people, even people that have no clue about real estate investing, they're telling me, oh man, Dustin, you gotta get started investing here. Like if you don't start investing here now, I'll give you a specific example, literally like um, Spocatello, Idaho, or I think it's Pocatello, Idaho. But anyways, I had relatives say, man, Dustin, if you wanna to move to Idaho, you know, uh, Poc oh, Pocatello, Idaho is a great place, but prices are so high right now. You should jump in now before you can't buy it. When I hear things like that, I'm like, uh-oh, that's a crash, like that's a bubble. I've heard that before, that's gonna happen again. When people start saying things, all around are saying things, you wanna be the opposite. And here's the principle. When people are buying, you want to be selling. When people are selling, you want to be buying. So here's the key. As soon as you start hearing that people are starting to say that the you know it's a crash, it's a crash, or it's crashing, you know it's gonna happen. As they continue to say it's crashing, like now's not time to buy, watch out for that, do not buy then. And there's two different indicators that I want you to watch out for. Number one is the residential market. The residential market will start first. It's literally the you know, single family homes to fourplexes. Those will start coming down first really, really sharply because this happens all the time. Then what you wanna watch out for is the commercial real estate market. First, you'll hear everybody say new home sales or you know existing home sales are down. They're gonna hear that all over the place. It's when you start hearing that commercial sales, commercial leases, commercial properties are down, that should be an indication of where you're getting closer to the bottom for the residential market. And when I start hearing that the commercial market is starting to get trouble, that's when I start watching the single family homes to see how those are doing. Now, when you start hearing that the commercial market is going really, really bad, everybody's selling, you need to be really watching. It might be getting close to the bottom for single family homes. But here's the thing, you do not want to grab that falling knife, you wanna wait until there is a bottom. Even if you are at the bottom and it starts ticking back up, great, good for you. Start. Don't worry about being at the bottom bottom. Even if it's up 5% from the bottom, you're still doing a killing from when it was like 350, if it's down to 150, if it goes up to 160, 175, you're still making a killing. Now you guys are awesome. I really appreciate you guys being here. And remember that in the next episodes or the next uh, shows that I release, the next coming weeks, I'm gonna be walking you through how to actually get ready now for investing in the future and then how to invest now during and after all this crash that's gonna be happening. So make sure you're getting to the next episodes and listen to all my investor coaching as well. You guys are awesome. I'll see you guys the next time. See ya.